Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you guys have anything in writing? No. Oh, so you you say tomato and you say tomato? Yes. Not even. You say tomato and you say potato. <laughs> That's what we've got going on here. This is the plaintiff, Richard Kurpata. He says he rented his house to the defendants and they neglected it and it fell into disrepair. They didn't pay him his rent and then he sees the wife online at a fancy $300 a night resort eating filet mignon. If they have the money for that, then they can pay him the $4,999 they owe him. That's why he's suing. These are the defendants, Tammy Marquis and Mark Morganti. Tammy says the house was unlived in when they got there, and it was overgrown and neglected to begin with. She tried to reason with the plaintiff about the condition of the house, and he was rude and insulting to her. It got so bad she had to call the cops on the wacky guy. They owe nothing, and they think the judge will agree. They're accused of not caring for a house. All parties, please use your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. You see it? Come to order, please. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Mr. Capato, you and Ms. Marquis work together, is that correct? That's correct. Do yes. you still work together? Yes. What kind of a place is it? What business is it? State uh, government, quasi-public. Oh. Yeah. Okay, and what is your title? I'm, I'm an enforcement agent. I'm and regular. how about you? I'm an HR manager. Okay. All right, so at some point, Mr. Morganti, who is, is he your husband? Yes, he is. Um, had some kidney issues. Have you had the transplant? Yes, I did. You did. How did it go? You look good. For oh, <laughs> six weeks ago. Six weeks uh, ago? Okay. Uh, if you want to sit down, that'd be I fine, didn't too. Want to. No, okay. No um, all right. So he was going to the Mayo Clinic in Jacksonville, Florida. Yes. Is that correct? Yes. You find out about that, and you happen to have a house in Jacksonville. So what is your offer to her? That she could stay at my, my dad passed away five years ago. And so I'm responsible for the house through the trust. And it was empty. Um, and I offered her to stay there with the understanding that they would take care of the house, both inside and out. All right. So you tell her about it. And what's the agreement? 
to cover my expenses, which are $500 a month, and that's insurance, taxes, community fees, and security. And then um, the additional is uh, cable, electrical, and water. All right, now you dispute that that was the agreement, correct? Yes. According to you, what did he say? He just brushed it off. When I asked him how much he wanted for rent, he sort of brushed it off. And, and What has brushed it off? Uh, just, you know, don't worry about it. So were you under the impression he was being kind yes, and he wasn't? Okay. absolutely. And that you all you had to do was pay your own utilities? Well, we offered to pay the utilities. At, well, you should. It's your yeah, utilities. Absolutely. And, and uh, according to him, maintain the house. Uh, yes. Okay. So now when you, uh, did you move down there too or did you stay? No, I did not. My all husband right. did. So you go down. You, I presume you go down with him the first time. The first time, yeah. Right? And what condition was the house in? The interior was very nice. The exterior, um, a, over a, a bit overrun. All right. Did you take pictures of it at all when you Not got there? Not when we got there, no. I didn't think to. I do have a video of my phone, on my phone, though, of about two weeks. Now, about two to three weeks after he got there that he sent me. Do you have that? I absolutely do have it. Is this it? Is that it? Yeah. Yes, it is. Obviously, you can see that the gutters have not been maintained. And there you can see the flower beds and all of the leaves that are in the flower beds. Right, but wasn't that exactly why he wanted you guys to be there? Didn't you used to work in landscaping? Well, I agreed to do, you know, occasional maintenance when I, I felt up to it. Um, you know, obviously I had. I'm not dialysis. sure that that was the agreement, though. I mean, if you can't do I it, said then light maintenance. Sorry, hold on one I, second. Sorry. One second. If you can't do it, which is totally understandable, then the idea is that you pay somebody to do it. That well, was kind it, of the quid pro quo, wasn't it? Well, that's well, not. I said light maintenance when I can do it. It wasn't like. Okay. Couldn't well, what do maintenance anything. did you do? Took I did the front. The I didn't get to the back because it does a screen, uh, screen in porch in a way. Okay, and you have several complaints. What are your complaints about the way they, um, what they did or didn't do on the outside of the house? Yeah, I had friends stop through there um, the end of December, and they. Well, you had, did more than that. You had friends stay there, right? Yes, at the end of December. Right. So if they're supposed to be paying you $500 in rent, what right do you have to, to have your friends that they don't know stay in the house that they're in? But that was part of the agreement beforehand. Oh, if somebody did you guys have anything in writing? No. Oh, so you're, you say tomato and you say tomato? Yes. Not even. You say tomato and you say potato. <laughs> That's what we've got going on here. And um, according to you, he never said anything about the $500 at the beginning. And you moved down there when? Um, right after Thanksgiving. 26th of November. 26th of November, but then I did okay. come home for the holidays okay. and went back so home. So in, uh, when you gave, I guess the utilities were going in your name to your place, and then you would give them to her to pay, and then she would pay them. And that happened in November, December, January, February, March, and April. Did you ever say, where's my $500 a month? Yes. When? October 21st. Okay, yeah, that I want to see. Hi, Tammy. Monthly costs when I am there, including heating, AC, water, electricity, and basic cable is $500 a month. That's interesting, actually. So that's you telling her that AC, water, electricity, and basic cable will expenses, monthly costs, including heating, AC, water, electricity, and basic cable is $500 a month. 
Yeah, excluding utilities, $500 a month. That's not what you said. Including utilities is what you said. It's the exact opposite of what you're arguing in this lawsuit. So you're suing for $3,000 and unpaid $500 a month from November to April. The next thing you're suing for is June and July electric bill. Can I see that? Did you pay June and July electric bill? No, I paid uh, when I paid the May and the June. Is it your impression that that's supposed to cover all the expenses? Yes. Okay. So... You have several complaints about the way that they were taking care of the property. Tell me about that, or uh, not taking care of it. They, they brought in three dogs. Um, the first dog was right away in December, and um, rescue dogs to keep them company. And I had we had to repaint the lanai. The, the screens on the lanai, 12 screens need to be replaced because of the dog pushing pushing out on the screens. You're, all, you're suing for $225 to repair the lanai screens. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah, it came out to more than that. OK, can I see the proof of the damage to the lanai screens? I'm sorry, do you have anything better than this? How am I, I supposed don't. to see the damage in this? Yeah, that's the best I have. You can still see uh, on the bottoms of the screens where the dog pushed well, I don't know. I can't see that the dog pushed something. I can see that there's ripped screens. What's the deal with the ripped screens? I'm not sure what you're looking at. I recall the one by the door, and that was, you know, worn out. Um, and I'm not sure where this is or where You know, this whenever is. You, you get to a place that you are renting for zero or renting for 500 or renting for 10,000, you should always take pictures of how the place looks. And whenever people new come into a place you own, you should always take pictures of how the place looks because it becomes this, this uh, swearing match between right. the parties of how things looked and how they didn't. So you express your frustration in an email that is dated May 10th. You also mentioned several times a conflict with the, with the Florida home. I don't know where that comes from. What's that about? That's our place of employment. Meaning well, because, well, because you work because together? I, yeah, well, because I'm in HR, so. Yeah, you shouldn't be taking the free house. Oh, no, you know, I, 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 it was I, a good deal. Well, I, I had it. Um, did you get in trouble for that? No, I did not. I you actually, told them I about got it. it I, absolutely, I actually got it cleared with the state. Oh well, then that's why was it? Why is it a problem? Oh, because no, as an HR manager, I wasn't handling any of his HR issues. Right. Those, we have five people in HR, so I was having that. Anything that needed. Was to, he having an HR issue? He was. And then he expected that you would be in charge of it. I be involved in it. I'm not sure. I don't I know where that comes from. But when I go to HR for something and you tell me you won't get involved, this is also something I didn't sign up for. Apparently, it cost me 500 a month in base expenses to keep the house. I've mentioned that to you before. It's perhaps better for the both of you if you find a room at the Y. It would be something you could handle. This arrangement is more than you can handle. It came with responsibilities. And I have been relaxed and watching over this. The free ride on me is over. You were kind of surprised by this, right? Absolutely. I was shocked and upset. You respond to it, though, 12 days later. You remind him that you asked how much do you want for the house and that he brushed it off as if he didn't want anything. And you thought, what a kind person. You asked him how much the expenses usually were, and he said about 500 
and then you settled on that he would send you the bills and you'd pay them, which is exactly how it went November, December, January, February, March, and April. You, I thought you understood and accepted his limitations. All right. So how long total were you there? I stayed until right after the 4th of July. Now, when he left, you paid someone to clean up outside, you say. How much did you pay? $330. Okay, so really, our argument is over $330, isn't it? That's what our argument... The thing that told you to, t to tell the kidney patient to go to the Y was over $330, because that's what you paid to have it up to par. Now, let me ask you a question. I'm looking at texts yeah. and emails, and it appears that some hidden cameras were installed in the place. Not hidden. Not hidden cameras. Okay. There, we were aware of cameras in the, in the home. Where but, were the cameras? Um, they were, there was two in the living room, one in the den, and one in the garage. They all faced entryways, which I understood. They're security cameras. So we were aware that there were cameras in the home. What we weren't aware of was the fact that they were running because... What do you mean? That they were working because when uh, we went down there in November, he gave me a security console and he asked me to hook it up for him because it, the one that was there was not working because his belief, he said his brother's wife wasn't comfortable with them, so he had unhooked them. So he asked me to hook up this new security console. I didn't do it. I didn't know how to do it. I'm not very that techie. Did so. you ever let him? I guess he knew no. because he couldn't see him. Right. No, I never. So that, so I don't think I ever told him when that When did we they didn't. get hooked up? We don't know. When did they get hooked the up? The end of December. So then the person who was staying there also hooked up the cameras? Did you ever let them know they were being watched yes. by you? No, he didn't. Welcome back to the People's Court, Harvey Levin here. Is it an invasion of privacy to uh, put a camera in an apartment that you rent to somebody? Absolutely. Because, you know, it's your apartment. Well, but as a renter, you'd have certain rights, I would think, and one of them would not be, you know, being, a, you know, watched by your landlord. What if they say, we want it for security to make sure nothing bad happens in the apartment? Doesn't matter, it's your privacy. Landlord has no business doing that. And finally? I would say, uh, no. Okay, that's short and sweet, going inside the courtroom. The cameras have, like, a red light. And there's a no, my question was, did you ever let them know that yes. you had hooked up the camera? How did you let them know? Through a conversation that the camera... Is there anything in writing? No. June 15th. Please make sure that when you have the professional cleaning done, they steam clean the living room set. Ask your husband what he was doing about 10 a.m. this morning on my sofa, butt naked. <laughs> she answers, now you have someone spying? I do believe that may be another violation of my husband's rights. As for your, and for your information, my husband does not walk around butt naked. Pretty sure he had a pair of shorts on. To which you respond, I have it on video. Welcome to the 21st century, on video recorded. What did you record? It's always recording. It's a loop. <clears throat> Do you have any proof that you let them know that this was being recorded? I, I don't, except for... Um, because I got to tell you, you know, he has a God-given right <laughs> to some privacy in his place. What gives you the right to not only tape their lives without them knowing, but to record it, take a picture of it? Like, what are you thinking? I mean, this is insanity. You, have, you can't tape people without them knowing. 
they knew it. No, they didn't. The thing wasn't working. The vi- and then someone in December hooked it up. You think he knew it? I'm pretty sure he didn't. I'm pretty sure the man thought. I think it's pretty evident that he thought it wasn't working. Okay, because you think he would have been doing that in the living room if he thought that the camera in the living room was working? You're out of your mind. I gotta tell you, I was ready to sit here and do some math and figure out, look guys, you know, that's your responsibility. You have to do that, you know, but I'm, I'm ready to do a set off on the violation of your privacy because I really don't think that that's okay. So no amount of math is really necessary on my behalf. You didn't counterclaim against him for the violation, but I would find it certainly in excess of whatever the leaves cost to remove that made him nuts. I'm not stupid. I don't think it was the leaves. I don't think it was the gutters. I think it was the fact that you recused yourself from an HR issue he had. He thought that he would have some help from you in doing that. That's what I think, because the very first email when he goes nuts mentions it. That's what probably happened. But based on what I've heard, I am ordering you to pay him zero. Thank you. Well, the judge has found against the plaintiff, Mr. Caprato. You're smiling away, but what are you thinking about right now? I think it's a shame that when you help somebody and they don't take care of their end of the bargain and um, the house is a mess. What do you think about what the judge says about your having the the cameras running all the time? Yeah, every observing what was going on. Yeah. Everybody that's gone down there knows that there's cameras. All right. Good enough. Thank you very much. That's it. Okay, you don't get any money. The defendants are on their way out of the courtroom right now. Well, that's it, I guess. You were being sued. You don't have to pay anything. You feel no. better now? Um, I feel vindicated. I mean, I unfortunately I didn't get to show them the evidence that I had, the photo evidence that I had of the property, and it definitely was in A1 condition when we left. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. You must sign some documents. Okay. And Harvey. What do you think? I got to say, given what's going on in the world right now with cameras, I think it's an important thing to put in the lease that you put there will be no cameras inside the unit that you rent. That will do it for this case. Litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right now. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
This is the plaintiff, Mary Ellen Radis. She says she's the only female sailboat rigger she knows of and was hired by the defendant to change the rigging on the main mast of the defendant's 45-foot sailboat. She did the job, but every time she asked him for payment, he would just say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she's tired of the yeah, yeah, yeah and is suing him for the sum, sum, sum of $1,939.01. This is the defendant, Chris Schaefer. He says he was restoring a 53-foot sailboat to use for charity to take cancer patients out for a sail to take their minds off their health. He told the plaintiff he was looking for volunteer work, and she said she'd help him and only charge him for the parts of about 400 bucks. She then presents him with a $1,900 bill. He left her a message suggesting she made an error, never heard from her, and then just got sued. He's accused of taking on water. All parties, please raise your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket. The plaintiff is the only female sailboat rigger she knows. And she was hired by the defendant to change the rigging on his 45-foot sailboat. Uh, says she got stiff, never got paid. But the defendant says the trip was for cancer patients, and she agreed to do all of it just for parts. It's the case of Sail On, Silver Girl. Thank you, Douglas. Okay, Mary Ellen Radice. Yes. You are um, suing Chris Schaefer for an outstanding bill that you say he owes you and has not repaid you. What business are you in? A sailboat rigger. Okay, explain to us what a sailboat rigger is. Okay, a sailboat rigger changes all the wires and the ropes, all the hardware, winches, blocks, um, to make the mast stand up. Everything okay. that holds the mast up and makes the sails go up and down. How and long have you been forth. doing that? Over 20 years. Over 20 years? Is that your sole source of income? Yes. Like that's your business? Yes. Okay. Um, I read a comment in your complaint that, that it is unusual to find women in this business. I did have to fight pretty hard to, to become... Especially uh, 20 years ago. Yeah, 20 years ago. <laughs> right, right. Uh, are there other women in that business now? Mm, Not no. that you know. Okay. Um, so... What do you do? You literally climb up there? Like yes. how do you how do you climb yeah, up there? I have a, a tackle. Um, it's a purchase system. I have a block at the top with a ratchet and when I have a bosun's chair, I sit in it and I pull myself up a mast. Does someone else have to help you with that or no? Now they do. Twenty years ago, no, but now <laughs> Okay, so <laughs> why do they have to help you now? Just because it it requires a lot of strength to yeah. pull yourself up. Okay. <laughs> What are you doing up there? I'm just changing his um, his antenna. All right. So, how did you know the defendant to get hired? Uh, Chris, I worked for for him in 2005. I worked for him in 2010. A bill that he paid me, and um, he told me about this beautiful new boat he got, and that he was part of um, Challenges Foundation and. And what does Challenges do? Challenges does, provides uh, sailing to veterans, helps veterans, you know, um, PTSD, everything, because the ocean is a very healing part of our world. Right. Um, and so he said he was part of a he foundation He was going to take the, you know, the veterans out sailing. All right. And so then he asks you to do what? To um, 
put the boat back together. The mast was out already in the yard, and all they took it all the hardware off. Okay, who's they? The boatyard people, okay. and they painted it. Okay. And then they didn't label anything, so I had oh, to put geez. all the hardware back on. Okay. I had to change the bolts that were. Right. So he hires you. He said to you, "I want you to put Humpty Dumpty back together again." And did he say to you how much he would pay you for putting Humpty Dumpty back together again? Um, I. Not directly. Neither but I, one of you mentioned price. I, I did. I mentioned it's, you know, it's usually to do this job. I've done it hundreds of times. It's usually about $1,000 to put a mask back in. Okay. And did... And to recommission did, and put it in. Okay. And what did he say to you saying that, it's usually about 1000 That was fine. Okay. And then what happens because you sent them a plus, bill for double that? So well, plus parts, you know, okay. whatever. So what did you... What is the work you ended up doing? What he had asked... Yes. It was within that scope. All right. Yes. And then you sent them a bill for 1900 and the additional is the parts, the money you spent on the parts. Yes. Do you have receipts for the money you spent on the parts? No. Okay. What did you spend on the parts? Hold on a second. $720.55 plus tax. Okay. How do you know that if you don't have the bill? Because I have a, you know, I know what I bought. I know what I put in is in the computer. I so why don't you bulk. have the bill is my I, I question. Have, you know, but that's my question then. If you know all that and you're so organized, why don't you have the receipt for the parts that you bought Well, here? I buy everything. I'm a business. I buy everything wholesale. I would not be giving, you know, my wholesale price. I did give a discount of 10% on okay. both label and parts. Okay. All right. So you send him a bill and what does he say? He said, yeah, 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 I'm going to uh, pay you. Then I call him again and again and again. He never... Are there any texts between the two of you? <laughs> I, not a text. I work. All right, what's going on? Why won't you pay this lady? In. Everything she said was correct, and she is an icon of Marine Del Rey in uh, Los Angeles, and we have done work in the past. I'm a captain on several different boats. The boat that she's talking about, the 53-foot boat, was a boat that was donated to us. Um, Who's us? Uh, there was about six of us that worked together putting this boat together. Who's us? Individual people. Individual people. Okay, so yeah, it's not registered to a 501, you know, no, C corporate. It's not working. registered to a charity. It's no. individual people on the boat. Yeah. You and a bunch of buddies. Yes. Okay. So having worked with Rose, and Rose got a great reputation, and she deserves all the credit that she she has in the. How, does she deserve the 1,900 that she keeps asking no. you to pay that you don't pay her? No, she doesn't. Why not? So the defendant saying. I expected she'd do it for free. This was for charity. We don't have a contract. Does she get paid? It, it depends. Uh, well, if it's for charity, is it automatic? You don't get paid? No, it, it depends on the contract as to what you're doing. Uh, for charity, it's nonprofit, but it doesn't mean that the people don't. So is there a presumption if it's for charity that everybody's doing it for free or not? I would say that it would be done for free. And if there's no contract, how can you have a billable amount? Okay, but if there's no contract and somebody does the work, they still don't get paid? I mean, you know, it's charity doesn't matter. If you do labor and you get paid, you get paid. Okay, going inside the courtroom. Uh, I talked to her about doing this and uh, as a, not as a contracted work, which we've done three or four times, I think. And she was paid in full and all this. I said, this is not... This is different. This is a sort of a volunteer type of thing. It's not sort of volunteer. You expected her volunteer. to work 100% for free. That has to be really well understood between the parties. So are you yeah. saying I'm you saying told I would her, pay, I, would I pay want for the you parts. to donate your time and yes. I'll pay for the parts. Yes. And she said, no problem. I will donate my time. And then she bills you out of the blue? 
That doesn't uh, sound like something an icon would do. It sounds like something a nut job would do. Well, so uh, if your defense is she agreed to do it for free, labor for free, I'm going to need to see proof of that. I don't have proof of that. Okay. Did you agree to do it for free? No. Now, you have some evidence that you would like to introduce from the charity that he said that he was a part of. I do. I have an email on phone. The bottom is what I wrote to the charity, yeah, I and the email. top Hand is the phone what um, they wrote back. Thank you. It says that Chris Schaefer was never part of our board, nor was he in any position to enter into any financial obligation for our organization. All right, so. I, I am not a part of that charity. We are going to be part of an organization. Okay, and you're not two, part of the organization, because the organization says you're not part of the charity. But here's the thing. The intent, hey, one day I'm going to use it for charitable purposes, doesn't get you free work on a boat that, that's not, it's not even, I mean, it's less believable what you're saying, because you're just, you are the boat owner with a couple of partners. So you're just like everybody else. What, does everybody get free work when they say, I plan? to use it for charitable purposes later. I mean, is it, that would no. be something if people can just do that. So there's nothing that you're telling me that would buttress your position that she agreed to work for free. Yeah. I did work for the charity uh, that, you know, I, I did contact challenges before on a boat they had, and I did charge them as well. Oh, you charge them as well. Well, that even makes, makes it even less likely. She's not that generous. She needs to eat. All right. Based on what I'm hearing, I'm going to order the defendant to pay the plaintiff the $1,939.01. That's my verdict. Thank you, Judge. So the plaintiff wins her case, Mr. Schaefer. What are you thinking? Uh, it's a shame. It's not what I expected. Circumstances were the way I explained it, so, um, you know, lost the case. Okay, thank you very much. All right. All right, Ms. Rannis, if you'll step out here. I, you're smiling, I know you're feeling. <laughs> I want to ask you an obvious question, okay? What you do looks very dangerous. Oh, my god! Aren't you concerned at your age doing this? I mean, if you were to fall, it'd be curtains. Don't tell my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell her I you're still doing it? I already did fall. You did fall? Yeah, I, I did. I fell 45 feet. And what happened? I broke everything. <laughs> but magic doctors fixed me up. And you're still doing it? <laughs> huh? Okay. Are you a daughter? No. Oh, okay. Oh, I don't told know. You. Well, we will. I'm, I'm not going to tell your daughter. Don't worry about that. But are you still doing this? No. <laughs> I don't believe you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Congratulations. Okay. I know you're happy you won your case. <laughs> Harvey? Okay, there is a presumption that when somebody does do work for somebody else, they do get paid. And if it's not, if, if the situation is where they're not supposed to get paid, really good idea to get that in writing to rebut the presumption, at the very least, send an email or a text to that effect. Now, we'll do it for this case. Litigants, for the next case on their way into the courtroom, right now. This is the plaintiff, Kimberly. She says she purchased a car from the defendant's used car business, and when she went to get it inspected, it failed. She was told the car was unsafe. It should never have been sold in that condition, and she has the paperwork to prove it. This guy must be stopped before someone gets hurt, and she's here in the name of justice, seeking the $1,631.84 it's going to cost her to make the necessary repairs.
Genesis that offended Anthony. He says the car passed inspection before he sold it to her, so he has no idea what she did to the thing in the time she had it. He's a reputable car dealer. The DMV investigation proved he sold her a good car. And he's not returning any money to this woman because she's trying to get her repairs paid for by him on a 14-year-old car. He's accused of taking advantage of a car buyer. All parties, please raise your hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket, the plaintiff bought a car from the defendant. It turned out to be super unsafe. The defendant says the car passed inspection. It's the case of start your engines if you can. Thank you, Doc. You're welcome, ma'am. Okay, ma'am, you bought a car from his company. Um, are you the owner of the company? Yes. When did you buy that car? It was August of 2018. So you purchased a car, and what kind of car was it that you purchased? It was a 2006 Volkswagen Passat. Sedan. Right. Now, uh, even when you were purchasing it, you knew that there was a problem with a window, correct? Correct. They said they were going to fix it, and they were. They actually called to have the part um, placed. Came back. They said actually it's the wrong part. So then I called them for about six weeks. Um, every time I called, it was Anthony and the other former owner. One of them I would speak to. One of them. And they both told me different stories. They said they were going to order the part. They were not going to order the part. The part was there. The part was not there. It was, every time it was a different story. Now, it exactly. was actually on the bill of sale that you guys were going to fix the window. Which window was it? It was the rear driver's window. May I please have the bill of sale? So what happened? Why didn't you guys fix it? First time uh, she came down, the part was wrong. The second time that she came down, we actually did fix it. Then she called Do you have any us. proof of that? I have the receipt that we ordered the part. No, that doesn't tell me that you did fix it. That tells me we all know that you ordered the part and it was a wrong part the first time. That would yeah, so it wouldn't even show me that you ordered the right part. So tell me, uh, do you have any any paperwork from the day that you say you fixed it? Because you say that never happened. Correct. Never. Right. So do you have any? Typically, a dealership would have... create just a moment would create paperwork yeah, saying I have it. That's what I'm asking for. And what did you say, Your Honor? The paperwork he sent to the DMV is actually... No, I don't want to get there yet. I'm asking what about the paperwork generated on the day that it happened. Right, it's That's falsified. paperwork generated on the day that you fixed the window, yes. right? That's what yeah. I'm asking. So according to this document, on October 9th, you fixed it. Yeah. And according to you, that did not happen. Which window did you guys fix? It, was, it says passenger, but it's not. It's actually the driver's rear. Well, then why does it say passenger? Because uh, one of the mechanics messed up. He was looking at the... Well, no, somebody actually wrote on pen and a different pen on top of it saying passenger rear. Yeah, it was actually the driver's rear that was fixed. But So who took the time to doctor this after someone had already written it? Because someone took the time to win a different ink to write no charge to customer and passenger rear. Who did that? I'm not sure. This is an advertisement. Where's the proof that you bought the part? Well, that's the receipt. No, it's not. Well, that's our receipt. Well, no, it's not. I buy on the internet every stinking night, okay? <laughs> it's Christmas in my house every day. It's the next page that would be the receipt, the one that shows you bought it. This is just the advertisement. The DMV thought it was enough. Because I have connected brain cells in here. Oh, the DMV did, so yeah. I should? If you think that's my standard, you've got another thing. <laughs> Do car dealers take advantage of women? I think it 
it depends on what who. I know it depends, are. but generally, do they or don't they? I, I mean, I have don't have much experience buying cars. What are you saying? I don't have much experience either. What do you say? I would say yes. Why? Everybody's under the assumption that we don't know anything about cars and we don't have any mechanic abilities. Is there any truth to that? Somewhat. I drove demolition derby, so I know a little bit about Wow, that. you did? Yes, swear to God. Yeah, swear to God. Orange County, uh, damsels of destruction. Who knew? Really? Yeah, it's a thing. Yeah. Okay, so nobody messes with you when you buy it. At all. Okay, I got you. Going inside the courtroom. So what happens? Brought it to my local Volkswagen dealership okay. on October October twenty third. Did you get it fixed by them? They called their office. Okay. Who said they would um, okay the fix for it? Okay. So they did a diagnostic on it first on October twenty third, which is after the date that he apparently fixed it. Um, which shows if you look now, when at you say apparently like, fixed it, what do you mean? Had you taken it there for it to be fixed and then they just did a bad job? It didn't no, work? No, they didn't do you it You had at never all. even taken it there. According to you, this is completely fabricated. Complete. And if you look at the top right corner on October 9th, it says the plate number's temporary. I had my permanent plates. And this is 44 days after the purchase, which is illegal to have temporary plates. Wow, this is getting stinkier and stinkier. <laughs> Why would it say, if you have a car there, and you have a mechanic fixing the car and filling out paperwork that you're legally required to fill out, why would it say temporary plates when by then she already had a plate? Because it was an out-of-state sale, and she registered the car on her own, so how would I know the so, plate number? What do you mean? You just look at the plate. She didn't have a plate number on it. It was a temporary tag. So she, so your testimony is that 45 days later, she still had a temporary tag? Yes. Okay. So if I see proof of that, that's as true as everything else that comes out of your mouth, right? Yep. So if I see proof that that's a lie, then I can pretty much know where everything else lands here, right? Muy interesante. <laughs> <laughs> what is all this other stuff in your lawsuit about a parking brake and wheel bushings and all this? So when I purchased the car, I went to have it inspected. And the mechanic said the wheel bushings, which I didn't really know what they were, but he said it's worn and torn. It cannot pass inspection. The mechanic- According to you, it had passed inspection. Yeah. How, how much before the time of the sale? It passed inspection a uh, week before. She May I see the, the inspection? Yeah. Did you ever take the car to pass inspection and did it fail? Yes. Where is the fail? I need to see evidence of the fail. He didn't. Give me okay. That's what that. people use to prove something failed. And right. taking it to a mechanic who says you're probably going to fail is not the same. So now, this what is this? It's the inspection that our mechanics go through. This sheet. When did you buy the car? August twenty seventh, eighteen. Okay. Someone wrote on here: passenger rear window replaced August twenty seventh. No, it's passenger. It was <laughs> it was driver's rear, not passenger. It's also not August 27th, because that's the day of the sale. And even you don't say you fixed it then. What is wrong with you? Because they're really weak lies. I expect a greater challenge, my friend. Jeez. So now tell me about the wheel bushing and anything else. Had any of okay. that ever come up before? Not there. And the mechanic... All right, did you buy a car that was a used car yes. as is? It does say as is, except for the window. Unless you know that they knew. Um, and they lied to you about it. 
um, or unless you had a warranty that covered it, your as-is sale right. takes it out of protection right. for that. According now, the diagnostic for Volkswagen, the diagnostic for what? For the passing, or for Why the Why do they driver. need to charge you $125 to do this and see that the window doesn't go up and down? I don't know. Because they had to open the door. Apparently it's some motor. And I was told by their- You have a video of the window, video. right? So. Every time we come up to the car, there is a space. Okay. Yeah, it's not gonna this be different the next time you come up to the car. Well, I close it every time. If I press this button, okay, this is the rear. Let's see, it's not working. In order to close it, I have to push it up with my hands. Why don't you guys just fix the darn window? What was so hard about fixing the window? Down. It's right in the thing that you're gonna fix the window. Are you telling me, I can see that the window's still broken. She's here because the window's still broken. Do you think that you really fixed the window? You know you didn't fix the window. Based on what I'm looking at, that never got fixed. Based on the fact that you don't have proof you bought the part, that never got fixed. Based on that you call it the wrong window, that never got fixed. Based on the fact that the paperwork says temporary tag, I know you didn't have the car in front of you because I know that she had the right tag by then. So I know that you are a bold-faced liar and you are going to pay what it's gonna cost her to fix the window and the diagnostic, which is a total of $825 verdict for the plaintiff. Thank that you, is my Anna. judgment. Jeez. <laughs> well, the judge kind of let the defendant have it here in court. <laughs> You're gonna have to pay. What are you thinking right now? My goodness. It is what it is. I mean, the judge let you have it, yeah. you know? That doesn't happen very often in here. This is what it is. You don't have the evidence to prove you fixed it. Bottom line, you, you, you do have to pay. Legally, you got a court order now, okay? Right. Thank you very much. Good luck to you. <laughs> Hello. Well, you're happy. You're yes. happy. He's not. I know. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Yeah, no, it's um, you know, just like a good point for the consumers. Yeah. Well, good for you for continuing Thank to you. push forward. Yeah, you're yeah, okay. fight the good fight. You're going to get it fixed now? Yes. <laughs> you're going to go to Volkswagen to get it fixed, yes, you I think? Yes, I am. Okay. Yes, I am. All right, good great. luck. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Bye-bye. Mm Harvey? -hmm. <laughs> you know, we always talk about buying a used car, and it's an as-is sale. And that's true unless you get a warranty. And you are always allowed to try and negotiate a warranty. Um, just because the seller says no doesn't mean you can't demand it and walk if you don't get it.